You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. The diagnosis of pancreatic cancer usually is a death sentence. Is there finally some reason for hope in this otherwise dismal disease? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and with me today is Dr. Joseph Herman, Assistant Professor of Radiation Oncology and Molecular Radiation Sciences at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore and co-founder of the Multidisciplinary Pancreatic Cancer Clinic at Johns Hopkins. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Herman. Thank you for inviting me. Tell us, how did Johns Hopkins become a national center for pancreatic cancer? Well, it actually goes uh, quite a ways back. Essentially, there's a surgeon uh, that's well-known, John Cameron, who has now essentially uh, operated on more patients with pancreatic cancer than any other surgeon in the world. Because of this, there was obviously a very important need to have a pathologist that also would be very dedicated to fighting pancreatic cancer. Dr. Ruban, who uh, has now essentially become uh, one of the world specialists in pancreatic cancer, and, and with Dr. Cameron together, they have really brought in a lot of individuals over the years to essentially make it their uh, lifelong pursuit to fight this cancer. And since then, over the years, Dr. Cameron and Dr. Ruban have brought on other amazing surgeons, including Charlie Yeo and also uh, Richard Schulich, uh, Kurt Campbell, and then also brought in a number of, of specialists in terms of medical oncology, Dr. Leheru and, and, and Dr. Jaffe. So over the years, essentially, the field has, has grown and, and actually the expertise at Hopkins has grown. And then, of course, I don't want to forget about Dr. Fishman, who also has dedicated his career to helping the surgeons determine whether or not a patient is resectable. In short, it's been over a number of years, but uh, we've been very fortunate to really grow as, as a team and really work hard to fight this very difficult cancer. So you've kind of attracted and recruited a number of individuals who are outstanding in their various fields, all dedicated to better outcomes and better treatment for pancreatic cancer. Right, and I think that's one of the biggest things that brought me to this institution. I actually trained at University of Michigan, but I'm from this area originally. They were looking to bring somebody in to help focus on radiation oncology. When the opportunity arose to take the job, I mean, it was a perfect opportunity to work with experts in this field and really have an opportunity to to grow with them. And I uh, understand that Dr. Ruban has developed or founded the National Familial pancreas tumor registry at Hopkins. Can you tell us anything about that? Yeah, actually, he's, he's really made a lot of, of strides in really learning more about not only the, the pathology and sort of the development of pancreatic cancer, but as we know, the earlier that we detect pancreatic cancer, the better chance that we have of curing a patient through surgical resection. And he's teamed up with Mimi Canto in a way to not only screen patients with blood tests, but also to use endoscopic ultrasound to screen patients. And without going into too much detail about the study, but it's been, it's been an excellent study, and they've been able to detect uh, very early cancers in patients who have a familial history or a familial predisposition to develop pancreatic cancer. And I think as this study grows and we, we learn more from the study, hopefully it'll help us further understand the the pathogenesis and development of pancreatic cancer also. And as I uh, understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, a familial history means at least two relatives who have had pancreatic cancer? Correct. I mean, there's a lot of different definitions that, but but typically we look at two first degree relatives and but currently, we actually are, are trying to screen you know, patients very closely, and a lot of times we have patient family members that are willing to become part of the study anyway so that we can continue to follow them over the next you know, 10, 20, 30 years and be able to, again, be aware of, of maybe other familial cohorts that may not be as easily identified. 
And for medical professionals around the country, maybe we should be on the lookout for our patients who have this type of history. And can we then enroll them in this registry? Yeah, it's a very important point. I think we do a lot of times see patients in our clinic that have a very strong family history, including siblings and parents that have had pancreatic cancer. And yet, despite that, they never had any formal evaluation. And so any patients that have an interest or or even um, have other family members that, that have pancreatic cancer, I really do encourage them to contact us. And we have a lot of the information is on our website. A lot of the information can be answered on the website, but feel free to contact us. We have a number of, of people involved in the study. Anybody that'd like to be enrolled, we'd be happy to talk with them. Excellent. And now you've got all of these world-class authorities in their various fields, but you've done something very special with your multidisciplinary pancreatic cancer clinic to make it accessible for the patient. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, I, as I explained, when I um, I actually have been here now for two years, and when I came here... I was so impressed by the the specialties that we had in terms of all the different, you know, to, to work together. But I think that it wasn't very conducive for the patient. And we wanted to make the clinic truly accessible for a patient that might come from another part of the country or even another part of the world. So to be able to open it up even more to international patients. And in order to do that, it took about a year to be able to sort of pull everybody together. And also we hired a coordinator that at her full-time job, she's actually been working in pancreatic cancer for over 30 years, um, Joanne Coleman, and she's had a lot of experience in working with, with pancreatic uh, cancer patients. So we brought her on board to be the, the coordinator and be in charge of the clinic. With her expertise, we've been able to essentially format a clinic that in one day a patient can come and starting in the morning they can get their scans they can get their uh, labs that they need. They can then be examined, and then we can discuss their case at a conference where essentially every discipline is there. We have uh, social work, we have nutrition, uh, we have radiation oncology, medical oncology. We usually have four or five surgeons that are there. Dr. Fishman will present the imaging. Dr. Ruban will review all the pathology, and then the patient will stay in one room. At that point, we, uh, the physicians, will rotate around the patient's room and so that in one day, the patient will meet all the radiation, you know, radiation oncology, all the different disciplines. And then at the end of the day, we give them a consensus opinion in terms of what was discussed at the clinic. And I think this is really important for a number of reasons. And I think number one is that to make it accessible for patients to get this information, even if they're not going to get treatment at Johns Hopkins, they get very important information, education that they can then even take back with them to their home. Uh, and, and then also we dictate a, a note, a summary note about the clinic that uh, any referring physician will have within a week to be able to review with the patient. Um, and I think it's, it's powerful in a lot of ways because it really educating the patients really does decrease a lot of the anxiety that uh, revolves around this very you know, deadly cancer. With any cancer, uh, certainly it uh, there's so much information, often conflicting information. Patients go to websites and other, quote, authorities, and, and they, it can be bewildering, let alone in a cancer that has such a dismal prognosis. So th- in one day, the uh, patients meet everyone, and they get a consensus opinion. Does treatment then follow at Hopkins or... Uh, not necessarily. Yeah, I think this is a really important point. Our, our first goal is to truly educate the patients in terms of what their treatment options are. Ideally, if there's a specific protocol or treatment that we offer here at Hopkins, we, we do sort of inform the patient that, you know, a lot of the protocol treatments that we have specifically at Hopkins would require them to spend at least some time in the Baltimore area to be a part of the protocol. And that's pretty much with any clinical trial at any major institution 
But uh, I'd say that, you know, in general, it does vary each week. Sometimes only 50% of the patients, you know, will get treatment at Hopkins, and the other 50% will go back to their hometown with a lot of information and education about the treatment options that we discussed for the patient. And typically, it's not one final treatment option. We, we try to give them a variety of, of both protocol and non-protocol options that they can consider and educate them about them in, in as much detail as we can. And I think, uh, again, the benefit of that is we can not only educate the patient, but also maybe some of the other physicians that may not see pancreatic cancer that much. We can also give them some guidance and, and be available for them also to help clarify any treatment decisions or options for the patient. And in the evaluation, is there time for you physicians to uh, take into account old records, diagnostic studies, and all, or do patients really get uh, uniformly a workup from scratch in the morning when they arrive? In order for a patient to come to the multidisciplinary clinic, we have a, a phone number that patients can contact in order to find out if they would be a good candidate for the clinic. And essentially what we, what we recommend is that patients that have newly diagnosed pancreatic cancer patients that have locally advanced unresectable pancreatic cancer or in cases where patients have metastatic cancer and they would be willing to consider having treatment at Johns Hopkins because it makes sense if they have metastatic disease and they don't plan on coming to Hopkins that it may not be worth it for them to travel all the way out to see just one physician. And in those cases, we would recommend that they would see just a medical oncologist because there's no need to see a medical oncologist, surgeon. radiation oncologist, and mm-hmm. a surgeon. Mm-hmm. We try to help coach the patient first to see if they would be a, if it's if it's worth it for them to come all the way out and spend a full day with us. Um, and then once that's been roughly established, we'll then have the patient send all of their information uh, to us, including their slides and films. Um, we'll review them with uh, our coordinator, and then we'll contact them and schedule them for the clinic. And our goal really is that the patient will be seen in the clinic within two weeks of of contacting us. That's very impressive. That's very prompt. So the old records are reviewed, and anything extra that you might need to make your evaluation can be obtained on the morning of their appointment. Yeah, actually, we have um, dedicated slots for CT scans from our radiology department so that first thing in the morning, the patients can get any CT scans that are necessary. Labs can be obtained that morning also. So any, any information that needs to be confirmed or evaluated, we can actually obtain the morning of the appointment. Appointment. And then it is reviewed with a resident fellow or a PA presented to us in the clinic. And then we, of course, go through and confirm all that information and then make our final recommendation. How does insurance typically handle this? If, if you know, I know you're treating the patients. Correct. Yeah, actually, the insurance information is probably one of the largest barriers. And actually, that's where a lot of the time is spent with our coordinator. And what we ask is that, you know, that the patients uh, be patient with us regarding the insurance process. And there are some cases where, unfortunately, we cannot resolve the insurance and patients will have to be asked to pay out of pocket. But I would say that roughly 90% of the time we're able to resolve the insurance issues and and we have a number of, of staff that work on that each week to help clear the patient for the clinic so they do not have to pay out of pocket. Dr. Herman, how many patients uh, are you able to see and treat in the clinic during a typical week? Uh, at this time, we see six patients every Tuesday and um uh, at this point, we're hoping that we can expand uh, to see more patients, but we, we would have to expand out to have another coordinator. So at this point, it is six, six patients per week. 
Very nice. So in this very frightening, confusing disease, there is one place where a patient can come, have all the necessary diagnostic tests reviewed or obtained, and then get a multidisciplinary opinion within a single day. How should we as uh, health professionals or patients themselves uh, get in, in touch and get the ball rolling with your clinic? Probably the easiest way is if you go to Google and type in pancreatic cancer and Johns Hopkins, you'll come to the main webpage where there is a, you can click on the multidisciplinary pancreatic cancer clinic. And there's a, a site that's dedicated to the clinic that gives you all the information you need to know of how to come to the clinic or be part of the clinic and also how to contact us. Specifically, we can also be reached at 410-502-8000. And uh, Joanne Coleman is, is our clinical coordinator that's dedicated to the program itself. I want to thank Dr. Joseph Herman, who has been our guest as we've been discussing the multidisciplinary pancreatic cancer clinic at Johns Hopkins. Uh, he stressed uh, some of the unique uh, features uh, that may be very helpful for us and our patients who have this devastating diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.